episode of Turn of the Millennials. I am Steffi. I'm Lindy. And today we are celebrating my belated birthday. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple (laughs) weeks. A week. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah, yeah it was the sixth, and we're in the fourteenth. So it's about a, it's it's a week. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but we didn't get a chance to record last week, so that's why we're no, doing we it this week. We didn't think of the of like the birthday episode thing when we decided to do like the two, two true one, crimes in a, a week. We so, didn't plan that out very well, so this is a, a do over. <laughs> this is a do over. So this is the birthday yeah. episode. <laughs> So, happy birthday Stephanie yay 38 years your old your cake by the way oh my god oh my, gosh, who, yeah. who, oh my god delicious oh my god that was I Brandon just, uh, yeah Brandon I brought like, that cake it was like huge. Marshall Erickson that cake I have told everybody about that cake like it weighed so much it was what so was, good. it was a red velvet with like yeah. a cream cheese icing filling yeah oh like with these like hey, strong with remember? these sugared fruits like the fruits were all sugared and then yeah. these little chocolate circle, I got a blueberry like, wafers <laughs> or whatever things and it was it was delicious a blueberry with one of like the circular white chocolate yeah thingies yeah or whatever do you remember when we were at bobby o'brien's and we got those donut things mm-hmm and the way I reacted to them when I ate one for the first time and the whole restaurant looked at me because they were <laughs> very orgasmic sounding. They were so good. They were so fucking delicious. They I, were so I delicious. This cake almost made me have the same reaction, was, but I held it in. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. This is delicious. So today's episode. Right, I had to bring up that cake. Okay. It it's so okay. Good. If it's, it's, that's amazing. If it's still the like, best cake oh. ever, you know, anyways. So yeah, since it's the birthday episode, uh, we're going to be talking about ridiculous reality shows because let's be and real. And were there are many. The two th- early 2000s, like from 2000 to like 2005, it was like the wild west of reality shows. No topic was off. No competition, no topic, no, nothing was off the table. It was like, I don't know, some executives Anything were just in a room. Went. Yeah, we're yeah. just in a room and we're like, what is the stupidest fucking thing we can put on and let's do it. Like it was like they were they had like a room of like a hundred people and they all had to write down the dumbest idea they could think of. And the first 50 they pull out of a hat are the ones that they're gonna do and try or whatever. Ridiculous, but entertaining and binge worthy, even though binging was not a thing back then. Yes. And also like looking back, there has always been reality television technically from you know like Lawrence Welk being played live and things like that in the 40s and things there's always been kind of a live television but nothing that made it like a competition really until like the 90s did or the 2000s did Survivor was the first one I recall other than like game shows and shit yes but like Survivor's really the first like oh no um making the uh, band MTV, the real world the real world so yes MTV. mtv is kind of where it starts Late like 90s, 90s. Like 99 i think you know what i'm gonna fucking look that up because we have you know what internet on our yes. cell phones now we are so, living in the future people it does say here that like yeah in the 90s there was mtv real world it doesn't say what year though i'm looking um, it up right now but my phone is taking a little bit because yes we also cold. had making the band which was 99 2000 just before survivor as was well. it really yes because when me and Dion 99 other podcast it was yeah I really just, ooh, the real world is 92 
like like last year it's the same thing with the um the strip of like metal with a hole you put your ponytail through it and you twist it and then yep. like make a bun out of it i'm like i had one of those when i was like 12. right like what the like all of this shit's coming and then like, I, you walk around the store and like all fucking mom jeans and like everything's ripped and i just i, I went like, i still shopping. can't find a pair of fucking jean shorts that's not ripped i still haven't found any I went to shopping with two younger girls the other day at the mall for my class and watching through walking through H&M like it was just like like how young like one is literally 18 the other one is like 22 or something like that 21 okay so we could have been their mothers I, we had I most definitely could have been one of their Got mothers it. even at this point I probably could have even been close to her yeah. mother like you know had her like 18 you know but so we're walking through and of course H&M's very 90s and they had this like silky sort of dress that was like that blue and silver sort of holographic wavy thing that was big in the 90s I had the thin straps and I was just like oh my god I love this dress it's like so cute it's so 90s and I was like it is like at the same time I was like Ugh. like they know I've lived Your through all this like they know I've lived through all this and I've said it to them before. So it's just kind of like, I love that it's you're like, love. Cause like, Brit, like this girl, Brynn really does love, like, she's like, man, I wish I lived in the two thousands. Like, but things look so simpler than a blah. Like, so I know she appreciates it, but it's just like, oh man, if only you did live through the two thousands, but like watching it, that... through your eyes, it just feels so weird for me. Like seeing the clothes, they're loving them and trying them on. And I'm like, oh, it's so weird. It's kind of like us loving the sixties generation. Yes, it is true. Fashion and yeah, fashion. And that's what we did. We did the bell like that's the equivalent. And did, did you see my mom mother's day one today? where it was all the wonderland photos all the wonderland pictures i was in one of them <laughs> it's funny because one of them is like 1997 where i'm just wearing like a tank top and overalls and i'm like i almost want to go with my mom and danielle and recreate that photo this summer at, on the bat <laughs> see if she could oh, that'd be, like, funny. That'd be oh, hilarious because really i have overall shorts here i love them mm -hmm. i could literally recreate it that would be hilarious could your mom still do roller coasters though uh that would I probably be the can't. only one maybe she'd go on all day like she might go I, on like, one i love roller coasters and now i just can't handle them anymore there's some i still can handle and there's some i'm just like no not anymore i'm just not risking it i it it causes me so much discomfort that i would just rather not try any <laughs> yeah but on that note we are going to get to the roller coaster that is reality tv reality in the 2000s shows. reality shows um, oh so there just, was as we mentioned there I was some that. basic kind of like concepts of reality shows as well there was like your competition reality show where everybody you know kind of either gets eliminated they're all looking for one big prize at the end we had our kind of life following reality tv shows like you know we have a celebrity and we're following what they do in their lifetime or something like that. They're put into or an odd family or, or an someone odd family. with an odd quirk or right. Whatever. And we're put in behind the scenes of how their family works and stuff like that. And then we have, like we said, our MTV reality, because let's be real. It's kind of its own category along with TLC reality, which kind of is like that mm -hmm. life following sort of, but yeah, TLC is mostly life following. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they, I, I watched quite a few of them, but they do still kind of fall under their own category, which is sort of weird. Yeah. Life following. And then MTV is like all sorts of them in together. 
So they do some competitions. They do some yeah, life following. Yeah, like the butt of reality show channels. Yes. And like we said, they came out in 92. So they were kind of at the forefront of all of this as well. Yes. So it's a reason they have yes. a lot of them in that. So I guess we could kind of start at the competition shows. Like you said, the first one that started it all was Survivor. Yeah, I watched this one. Okay, so when this, okay, I, I distinctly remember this yes. coming out when I was 17 years old because- I thought it was the fucking stupidest idea on the face of the planet. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is going to sit here and watch this? Like, that is the dumbest idea ever. Right. So dumb. So and yet here we are like, 44 seasons later, yeah, 45 seasons 44. later. Yeah. And this came out, like, it got huge, right? Huge. So then that summer that I turned 18 in 2001, one yeah 2001 <laughs> do math there oh my god um that was the summer that I worked at Camp Kauai yeah they did the Australian and, Outback that year yeah and somebody one of the camp counselors parents would tape every episode of Survivor weekly and bring up the tape to her yeah so we could all watch it after all the campers went to bed yeah and we had our like alone time or whatever yeah you had something so to watch. just by force of like you know the tv's on there. there's nothing to watch yeah there's nothing else to fucking do everybody wants to watch survivor i got fucking into it and i probably watched like the first like 16 seasons yeah and then i got over it <laughs> kevin and his friend brandon watch it so like ever since we've been started dating wednesday nights is survivor nights where they'll watch it and they'll come over and do dinner or whatever so i have been watching the last few seasons but i do remember watching like the first i think three seasons oh my However, god do you remember I was going to say, yeah. I did like the 40th season because they did do like a Survivor All-Star and brought back a lot of the old people. I think mm -hmm. the oldest one I think they brought back was from season two, Ethan, I believe. I, can't, I don't think mm -hmm. they brought anyone back from season one. Are Robin and Amber still together? Is it Amber? Robin? I don't remember. Amber. Amber? It's Amber. It's Amber. It's Amber. It's Amber. It's Jackal. It's Jackal. It's Jackal. 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 Uh, the host Jeff Probst oh yep Jeff been Probst. doing it forever you know he's still there he lives yep. in Fiji since, now basically it's, since it's like first oh my god I just uh okay now I kind of want to watch it again anyway, yeah, it was a great reality, show. reality shows which reality so next shows. I guess okay. from Survivor we could go to I guess another weird one would be Fear Factor another big one that okay. was kind of out for a while hosted by Joe Rogan, Rogan. Joe Rogan oh Joe Rogan I, now this was a show I fucking loved because it was all the shit that I would never fucking do. Yes. The the having to eat like the bull testicles. Right? Like every time like they had to, to do stuff like that. Often of any kind of creepy crawly. No. The underwater things. Mm, Jumping from no. cars out over flames and things like that or whatever. Like mm. none of Jumping it was happening. Super high heights. Like, dude, like, no, right. I'm not like uh that type of person so it ran, I like adventure and shit but that's mm. yeah it started in june 2001 um and then it had its final air date in 2012 i believe it went through a few oh yeah so 2001 to 06 2011 to 2012 and then again in 2017 and 2018 so it's had a few different runs over the years first mbc and then mtv took over in 27 and in 2018 okay the last time I heard or saw anything about Fear Factor was a couple of months ago. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I follow Post Secret. Do you? 
I don't think you know what so. What secret is? Mm, is maybe. people write in their secrets on postcards and then they okay they post, they post, post it. it. Yeah. And someone had sent in a, an admission that when they applied for Fear Factor and got on it, they just lied about everything they were afraid of. So it would be the like the stuff easy that they really, stuff. Like if they, yeah, like if they really liked mice, they would put down like, "Oh, I'm terrified of mice." Yeah, and then they have to get put in a coffin with a bunch of mice. That's like, hilarious. That's like I, I'm terrified of dogs. Yeah. Oh, boy, like, like I'm afraid of riding bicycles on high limits or whatever. When actuality, he's a fucking BMX rider. Like you know what I mean? Like shit like that, right? And I was just like, that is too funny because like I actually had that thought while watching Fear Factor. I'm just like, how do they know? that those are their actual fears and they're not just full of it. I think also so they, some things like, weren't always fears. They were also just like things that were as disgusting as possible that yeah. people just wouldn't. Or just ridiculously stupid and dangerous. Like, cause people wouldn't put these things. Situations. Yeah, they wouldn't put themselves in these situations. So most people would be afraid of, like if someone says they're claustrophobic, okay, we'll put you in something enclosed. We don't know what it might be, but something that's enclosed yeah. feeling for you. Or like, like, don't get me wrong. It was entertaining as fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> um and yeah so they contest so contestants or the team that managed to complete all of the stunts including finishing the final stunt in the fastest time won fifty thousand dollars the rest got nothing so yeah that's again how things were in, the, in those days and with uh fear or Su- survivor it's a million still is a million hasn't changed still really still a million good. dollars because big brother's no longer like in america is no longer a million it's like it's been going down increasingly it's down to like 250 or something like that well i guess their viewership might be going down that's why but usually i would say canada big brother is a hundred thousand dollars we've always been ten thousand dollars shopping spree at winners and ten thousand dollars worth of ninja products wow isn't that cool (laughs) aren't we lucky hey whatevs um okay so can we talk about like i don't know one of those top two yeah joe millionaire or beauty and we watched both of them we watched both of them right (laughs) and this is the list list remember lindy is more of like the ridiculous ones we're not this is not the good ones things like america's top model or things aren't on this list either these are some of the the crazy ridiculous ones ones. so correct me if i'm wrong but joe millionaire was about this guy who was a millionaire quote unquote (laughs) and it was basically like the bachelor yes however he's not a millionaire he's this and I put just in quotation marks because of like the world stereotypical of just a, con- a construction worker. Yes. When, you know, like they don't make that bad of money. You're just saying. It ran for one season. It's this unscripted and series. Sends 20, no. <laughs> sends 20 women to France for a whirlwind romance with a man who they think is a dashing millionaire. In reality, however, Joe Millionaire is a construction worker raised in humble surroundings with only limited financial security. As he woos each woman, he grapples grapples with the difficulty of maintaining his million dollar charade when he makes his final choice he must reveal the truth of his month-long masquerade and his real financial standings to her aired on fox in 2003 like it's this kind of a show that really brews the stereotype of women being being gold diggers shallow and things like that No, no or not shallow but like that gives you unhealthy, realistic, unhealthy expectations for a relationship when it comes to like di- discussing finances. 
Like if someone, I don't care who you are, we're filming a TV show. You're lying to me about your financial situation for 30 days for a whole like month. Granted the first month and yes, it's a TV show. Like I know I'm just contradicting myself there, <laughs> but I wouldn't be mad that he lied about his money. I'm just mad that he lied. Yes. Like I don't, I would not care if I knew right from the start that he was a construction worker. Of course, you know, the show being Joe Millionaire. Right. Um, but like, say like you met at a bar or something and the guy lied about what he did for a living and what he's worth. Like, I like, I don't care if you work whatever job, as long as you have a job and you are supporting yourself, that's all people can ask to for. Exactly. You just got to at least honorable to me. And I think that is an incredibly great feature to have, regardless of what job you have. There's a lot of people out there who just either want to sit unemployed and complain about it or sit on welfare and complain about the government. But don't or just lie like, about your finances. Just say, it's come out. Like, I'm broke don't- or I don't got a job. Just tell us you broke. You don't got yeah. a job. Don't be like, oh yeah, I got money, no girl. Scrub. I'll take you out. Yeah, we don't want no scrub. At 90s scrub girls, like, I don't know. I heard today's scrub means something completely different. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well. Not really sure. I just re- recall hearing it. We need to teach these wrong, girls but... what a scrub is. Anyways. Uh, hanging out with best friends. God. Um, no. So I guess another thing about lying when it comes to, I guess, reality show was Joe Schmo's show. There was two seasons of it. And this was basically one guy had thought it was a reality show and the rest of them were all actors. I like this one. It was funny. Because like, he figured it out so fast. He did. He did figure it out. Because of Jonovision. That, he recognized Jonathan Torrance from Jonovision. How could you get a, a kid like a kid like at that time? People knew who he was. Jonovision existed, obviously. Like he was actually pretty famous amongst Canadians. That was actually how, season two. Okay, Jonovision was it. But still, yes. Like, fuck. How could like really? But looking back on it now, season one has uh one of the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I think Kristen Wig. Shut up. Or lo- what looks like Kristen Wig. Hold on here, one second. Uh, David Hornsby. No, maybe it's not. She just looked like her. Oh yeah, no, Kristen Wig was in it. Lorenzo Lamas interesting yeah so Kristen Rigg was one of them and then so who was in Joe Schmo 2 then apparently online it says it has three seasons but I only remember it having two seasons editing note friends um so when we recorded this the first time we ended up having losing not recording our audio at all for our extra parts so we're doing it now so we're a couple days later so if it sounds off we're, we apologize. So, um, in the same Joe realm Schmo. as You're our competition about- shows, apparently we were talking about Joe Schmo's and competition shows. Um, yeah. So yeah, Joe Schmo too. Um, we, I know we had John Vision, Kristen Wiig was in it, stuff like that. Season one was just like living in a house. Season two was more of like a bachelor, bachelorette style version of the show. Yeah. And I just can't believe how stupid they were to like put John Vision, Jonathan Torrance. In I know. I remember watching this on TV and like as soon as I saw me and Dean, I was like, oh, well, we would have already fucking have lost. We would have won the show right like, away because we would have noticed who he was. Fucking idea was that? Like fire that person. 
Well, I mean, like in the States, he wasn't as known. So I totally understand Americans, unless you're from like upstate New York, like Lindsay, who watches Canadian TV. show was a Canadian show. But Jonovision was not. No, Joe Schmo was actually on Spike TV, if you remember. It was a U.S. show. I don't, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah, it was on Spike TV. So it was a U.S.-based show. So right. that's why they wouldn't have known him. But I was like, oh, any Canadian probably should have pointed him out and been like, Jonovision. Oh, um, I did immediately. Yeah. I did immediately. Exactly. I watched it um so next we have uh beauty and the geek was it beauty and the geek okay (laughs) it ties in kind of with the swan a little bit yes the swan but i like beauty and the geek this one was kind of adorable to me though i did see like a little article on my facebook recently that stated that the geeks were actually dressed geekier yeah um to portray be portrayed as that on the show and what was funny is that their makeovers were just their normal clothes. <laughs> what they normally look like. What yeah. they would normally and, wear. And as we as we know, it was also a, an executively produced Ashton Kutcher show. So it kind of also gives you that prime 2000s Y2K era vibe that he was, he kind of, he was a little bit of a bro. He was a little bro-y in the 2000s because he was a trucker. Like, it, it was the trucker hat dudes era. Yeah. Um, like I kind of wish that I had watched a little bit of Beauty and the Geek like before recording this and shit because like I don't know I just um, anyway so yeah because it was a really weird concept kind yeah. of, of a show and at first it was just like okay now you're just exploiting geeks and exploiting well and the trope of how like a pretty girl's not gonna go after and they go after looks alone and blah, yeah blah. or gold diggers money and things like yeah. that and I think there was at least, I think two or three ended up coupling up at the end of the season, out of the first season. Right. And I think I do vaguely remember you telling me there was like more than one season of Beauty and the Geek. I there think was like there four? was four, I believe. Yeah. I believe, like and that. I'm just like, seriously, because I only watched the one season. I think it was the first one. And it was the one with David Drasco. David Drasco. Five seasons. Sorry. Five seasons. Five seasons. He did this yeah. five times. And there were five a lot. Times. There were actually, there was an Australia offshoot as well. So uh-huh. yeah, it looks like that. British, British Beauty and the Geek. So they had many offsets in other countries as well. So apparently it was a big franchise. But what, what I found funny about it is that there was not all of the guys, but a few of the guys were very reluctant to learn about the girls things like because you know how they had like an exchange of like the geeks learned what the girls love and the girls learned like the science the math and yeah. everything the geeks knew and video games and things like that right comic books yeah like I'm watching geeky, the oc right now stereotypically geeky things very and, yeah and uh yeah and then a couple of the guys were just incredibly reluctant but well, like most of the like pretty much all of the girls were gung-ho to try every science experiment try to, to understand show you the girls are awesome and i'm not trying to bash guys in any way shape or no. form but like sometimes we can I, just be more I don't receptive know how to, to say this trying new things then like maybe guys just aren't more yeah. prone to go out of their comfort zone sometimes whereas I women are more thrown is, out of this, their comfort zone more often yeah this might be an unpopular opinion but no it's almost as if they're showing that the geeks can be just as prejudiced and judgmental as pretty people. Pretty boys, yeah. That, yeah. that is like well, maybe that's they judge the girls for the things that they don't know or the things that they like. And they get they are mad at the popular kids, quote unquote, for doing the same thing. Yeah. Like 
we all judge each other. Like I am not perfect. I was very judgy. Oh, no. I still kind of am. And I know that I get judged quite a lot and I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. Don't care. But I, like, don't portray that. Don't put that out there. Like, yeah. I don't know. But from Beauty and but, the Geek to, I guess, um, another loving one, I guess, like Shot at Love and Flavor of Love, the uh, oh. <laughs> celebrity uh, dating shows for a bit there. Oh, we also had the one with uh, Rock of Lover as well, too. I forgot to put that as that. So Flavor of Love, Rock like of Love, Brett Michaels. Brett Hart. Brett Michaels. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's escaping me at this moment. And I, I'm pretty I sure it's called Brett Rock Michaels. of Love. I think it's Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Yeah, with Brett Michaels. Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we had those three kind of shows, which was like the celebrity dating realm shows. Because, uh, you know, why can't celebs get in on like the, these types of things as well at that time? Flavor Flav. <laughs> Flavor Flav. Like, okay, like he was a New in York. his 40s then. And all of these girls were like, like under 30. Yes. And I'm not like trying to rip on age gaps or whatnot or, or you know but like he on. was not like like come flavor on flavor was you know he's he's just flavor flavor like some of these girls were still young enough to be like kids like they were just teenagers a couple 18 of years 19 like, like, i'm like 21 22 like they were yeah. just teenagers three years ago four years ago yeah flavor flavor is old enough to be their grandfather at this point he's 42 when this show starts Right. These girls that are like 18 to 22, 23, old enough to be his grandchildren. And then they had New York who was like obsessed with him for like the two or three oh seasons. Oh my God, that kept girl. Coming back. She like, was. I loved to hate her. Right? Like she just, and I think that's what, because like, she knew that like, if there was, there's she, one character that's always got to be a bitch. And if you're it, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get publicity. And I think she, I don't know if that was her intention or if she knew that, but man, she played it so well. And she got, she, she got that. She got like two spinoff shows as well. Like, well, cause she brings drama. Cause every time she walks onto the screen, you know, there's going to be a fucking screaming match. Oh yeah. And oh, like, yeah. she always, she always crying. One, yeah. Crying. And she always had this like one comeback, like this one word or one phrase or something she always said. And I just, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, no, the Flavor Flav one was like just awful. I, I found Tila Tequila's one really cool because I think it was one of the first reality shows that had both men and women competing for the love of a person, which I think was really awesome. And um, I do believe she did end up with a female in the end. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Shot at Love. Yeah. She, yeah, it was definitely, it was nice I to see a show. I, I saw, I think the place. first season, but I don't think I saw the second season. And it was, like I said, it was nice to kind of see a show where it was like men and women and, and the like the LGBTQ being community to being represented on yeah. in a show um i mean even if her ideals nowadays aren't the greatest of uh ideals i don't know anything about her i haven't heard about her in years so i really don't know i just i think she, i think she's been i, I don't look, look into it but i think from like with the rumblings and the twitter spheres or things when you just go through your facebook something about maybe supporting nazi or i don't something just she's just apparently not been very good with her politics well, i'm gonna look that up because that sounds funny it's yeah. not funny but like interesting like a very interesting yes yeah Okay, moving on. And then they did a double shot of love with like these two twins in the third season or whatever. I don't know what um, that is. I never watched it. Don't really care. Again, Sorry, I don't know. When you like that, I. When you go look okay, so at your research, you find these things. So. Also, when these shows were out, this was like our peak going to the bar age. And that's what time, that's when no! these shows were on. No, some of these were my peak dating Jordan years. So I wasn't quite going to the bar just yet. Some of them. 
Because I don't okay, think maybe she was Joe and Joe Schmo was when I was dating Jordan. Temptation Island, I was dating Jordan. So I was like 17, 16. No, but what about like Flavor Flav and like that one Tila might have been Tila. once I was ne- until it's those, 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 those ones I'm talking ones about. Okay. Not Joe Schmo and that these two, like specifically. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like that was like our bar going age or our, you know, going to house party ages. Because some maybe some of us weren't old enough to go to the bar yet. Like our group had was a vast amount of people with very different ages. Like I don't know, we ranged from what, like 16 to like 30 or something like that. Yeah. In our group of friends. I was weird. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. The you said the assistant is the one with Andy Dick, and you get to yes, you compete to be his, his assistant? assistant, apparently. Gross. Like so gross. Right. I was like, why was this even a thing? I I mean, like, I know it's in the same vein as the uh, Paris Hilton's next BFF or whatever thing, but it's still just like, why? But Paris Hilton or Andy Dick? It's not a fucking contest at all. Paris Hilton, hands down. Oh, like, obviously, but it's just it's the same thing where like, you're where you're competing to be something, you know. For someone else. No, I totally understand that, but like of all fucking people in Hollywood, right to Andy have the Dick. person to do this show, to be their assistant, fucking Andy Dick. Right. Please. Like none of the A, B, or C listers wanted to be a part of it. My life on the D list with Kathy Griffin. Oh right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Um, so I, next, what was, what was Project Greenlight? I don't remember that one. I was gonna say Average Joe was where it was a bunch of guys who tried to date some kind of beauty queen, and it had like four or five seasons. I was like, I what? Remember, vaguely remember watching some or part of one season. Couldn't tell you which one. I don't know if I remembered it at all because I think oh. I really hated the concept of it. Right. Beauty Queens. Yeah, yeah. probably not our really our thing. These all um, came out too. And I was coming of the age of like into my own mind and had forming my own thoughts and not being told what to think by teachers and parents and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, like being exposed to different things. And so Project Greenlight is uh, uh, filmmakers mm-hmm. are given a chance to direct their first feature film. Exactly. Oh, this is the one with Harvey Weinstein as an end executive producer with Matt. Damon oh, gross. Yeah. Had four seasons, apparently. There was uh, two other people attached to it, though. Matt Martin Damon, ben, Matt Damon no. and Ben Affleck. Oh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, then we also had the search for the next Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and the search for yeah. next Coyote Ugly Bar um, yeah. dancer or whatever it was. Because, you know, Coyote Ugly was very popular back then. then. Right? Out, and who so. didn't want to dance on a bar for a career? Like, come on. I mean, that's fair. Right. Especially if you're I watching wouldn't the not movie. want to, <laughs> right? Who wouldn't not want to? Like, come I'd on. be okay if it was literally just the dancing. Like, don't make me fucking pour drinks and mingle with customers and shit. Just I mean, if I gotta it. just take caps off the bar, the beer bottles, that's I not can terrible. Feed them. Like, I can like pour alcohol down their gullets, but and dance and shit at the same time. But I don't want to fucking like mix drinks and you know right? be a bartender. <laughs> I've done that. I didn't like it. I don't care for it. <laughs> I, I thought kind oh, of I feel one. like they're not really making mixed drinks there. No, so beer and shots. And shots. Like it's a very, very simple um, bar. <laughs> all right. Next one on our list is biggest loser. This one was like one of my favorites because me and Monique, like every night it was on, because it was on a couple times a week. Um or maybe yeah, there was like Sundays. the first night and then like the weigh-ins or something like that yeah. later or two up two and, nights a week or something. We love this show. We would go fucking get McDonald's or Harvey's or Burger King. Uh, isn't that and, just and then, like and then go watch Biggest Ironic. Loser. Oh my God. It was so great. It was like the best time of life ever. Eating fast and food while like, watching a, a show about people losing weight. 
Monique, if you're listening, I miss this and we need to do it again. I know she has children and she's busy and I'm not, so <laughs> whatever. But oh fuck, I love the biggest loser. But what really, really sucks is in hindsight, after you find out 20 years later what it was like for the contestants and what it was like on behind the scenes and everything, I feel really awful about contributing to the success of the show. How much of a bitch Jillian Michaels actually really was and stuff like that. I've heard things about it. Calorie restricting and like the bullying going on and like, and like they never taught you coping skills. So majority of these contestants just gained it all back because they they weren't, they, they lost it, but weren't, they weren't taught how to cope with the reasons that make them overeat to begin with. And it just, it didn't, you know, pan out very well for them. Well, a lot also, of them did. A lot of them did. Also, when you do a crash diet of taking out all the things you love, it's never going to be sustainable in a long term. You have to still in, have those little things you enjoy to make it pleasurable for you. So I think yeah. that was also like now, obviously, moderation of those pleasurable things, so you don't go back to where you guys were. But you That's know, exactly like you said, struggling with. Yeah, the cat. Would you calorie restrict yourself completely, and then you actually take out all of your treats? It's not sustainable because then you're just like, why am I eating spinach for the rest of my life? It's, this is the worst. It's a lot easier when someone else is controlling your food intake. The second you go home and you're in control of what you put in your own body, that's what happens. Or not taught proper nutrition either. And that too, because yeah, you can have the coping skills down, but if you don't know how to cook or how to proper like what nutrient nutrients come from what foods, you're also in a kind of screwed you know way too as well um last on this list is celebrity or no well if you're a celebrity get get me out of here we talked about three factor did we in the first place yes we did oh okay i talked about the bull testicles yeah oh okay okay Uh, remember right yeah all right all right (laughs) celebrity get me out of here which all i all you mentioned this show the only thing i think about is fucking heidi montez spraying her goddamn dry shampoo in her hair the whole motherfucking time she's spencer pratt just being an annoying little fucking twat i'm just like girl that dry shampoo is going to build up that residue and like, oh, that is going to be itchy as fuck. Like you're just going to be doing the pat because you can't actually get down into your scalp scratch. Right. Yeah, girl. And it was 100% fake, the show. It was so like not in a real jungle. Right? Because it was always, the cameras were always from the same angles. They never seemed to be from any other angles or anything because they were clearly just mounted in a freaking studio or whatever. That's to give the illusion that they're actually alone. That there's mm-hmm. no producers out there or directors or cameramen or anything whatever like there's one. directors and all those other survivor cameramen. come on like yeah right? exactly but no they make you totally think that it's out in the middle of the jungle somewhere and when in actuality it's not it's in like the middle of a back lot of a studio right. in la somewhere yeah like it's just come on like the fucking premise is so fucking stupid it was so dumb. Like, but apparently i think it started in europe or something first and then it came over here or whatever i don't know but i know they have a couple of other options of it see the european version being actually like worthy of watching right because they're not annoying hollywood types no like i could see them like just pulling up their fucking bootstraps and being like all right let's build a fucking shelter let's get right? a fire going we're gonna go fishing like i just my know. grandma taught me how to shuck potatoes or so. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever they shuck teach potatoes, you. Shuck oysters. Whatever. I'm not sure. I'm just trying to shuck I'm an just, oyster. You don't I'm just talking potatoes. out of my ass about something that I know. You know, your ancestors <laughs> might have taught you way back in your, you know, ancestrally days or whatever. I don't know. Some weird thing that you like, I learned how to do this because I'm British and, you know, we pull ourselves up as opposed to, you know, the Americans. Let's make some tea. Just, like do nothing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, find some, have a kettle on. They'll find figure any out a piece of greenery, and I will make a tea out of it. That is what a British will do. Any leaf, and I will make tea. <laughs> Whether dandelion leaf, grass leaf, oh, I will make a tea. <laughs> leaves a three, let it be. Drink some more. Sorry, leaves a four. Drink some more. <laughs> on that note, um, I guess. Oh my god following shows uh where they kind of follow the lives of people we have the osbournes what better british family to follow than the osbournes and the messed up life of ozzy osbourne and his family um i like the show i watched the show and all of it was was basically ozzy osbourne bitching about all the dogs they have all the animals they have in their house and all the shit on all the horse and then that's about the only two things ever yeah Mm-hmm. This was at Kelly's uh, height of her music, trying to get into the, her music career. She was doing Papa Don't Preach. She and all had that. Like that one song. Yeah, she yeah. had Papa Don't Preach. I'm sure she had another song. Like she had a follow up, but yeah, it just didn't. I couldn't tell you what it is. No and then idea. Jack was trying to get into filmmaking and stuff like that and a little acting stuff here. Well, and there, he but... also on the show had a massive drug problem and he was incredibly overweight. And so he got yes. that under control. He became a. Uh, uh, Europeans version of like UFC, but oh, like okay. minor yeah. league. He was in that and stuff. And then now, well, I don't know now, like not now, but on Netflix most recently, I've seen he fucking is going Bigfoot hunting with Jason Mewes. Legit. Silly. It's a great show. <laughs> it's awful, but it's great. <laughs> uh, so next we have Simple Life, which uh kind of was like the, I guess the epitome of these like following life shows or whatever. They had like five Four or five everybody followed yeah uh she i mean like she was a trendsetter along with nicole ritchie uh in the show they had two of them just went to different places tried different jobs tried living a different lifestyle than what they were normally accustomed to and a lot of people at the time did really dislike it because they were like oh my god these are just a bunch of loyal little spoiled little rich girls however we then learned later on now from paris that in the last year last year well two years or so she's been really advocating for a lot of the stuff we find out that she's actually was a trope like it was was just just an act it was a character that she created to kind of separate herself from a lot of the issues that she had going on so this kind was of, surface kind of, life. kind of a coping mechanism. That was her surface yeah. life of being this like party girl and like trendsetter, influencer, whatever, yeah. ditzy girl. Um, did you know that she, one of the houses she stayed, they stayed at was Kesha's? I did not. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch. I did start watching one, season one of Simple Life, but now I'm going to have to go back and watch the other it ones. It is and see the if one where um, she asks what a Walmart is. But but of course, she knew where Walmart is. Of she, course, she, she knew. So well. yeah, Which is funny because while watching the OC, I was just in season one when they go to LA and Paris is in it, and she's like, "Don't tell anybody I'm in grad school." And I feel like I'm watching that now, and I'm like, I feel like that was probably like a real line. Like she probably was really legit in like grad school probably. and didn't want anyone to say it. And I was like, "Good for you, Paris!" Like Good it was just kind you. of funny watching that show in hindsight now, and like yeah, hearing about true. her stories and things. You're like, man, like she probably that probably was like supposed to be like a dig but it's like it was probably truth but yeah no that was a show that i watched not a religiously but i when it, if it was on i kind of caught it yeah it was it, it, it was wasn't funny. a show that you had to follow like it no like you could, 
go in and out of it. Different like episodes, the first but... season was a bit more following because they went with one family and they did, did stuff every week within that family. But I think the at another ones, they just plopped each episode in a different place, like a different yeah. location to work or something. Yeah. So they did change it up following that. Um, then we have, I guess, the realm of following couples. We had the newlyweds, the uh, chaotic Brittany and Kevin. Tuna. Right? <laughs> It's chicken of the sea. I know chicken, the chicken or tuna. Of the is it sea. chicken or fish? It's tuna. It's tuna. It's fish. Because tuna is chicken of the sea. <laughs> She's and never obviously, really that fucking joke down. That's that's fucking twenty some odd no. years old. Like, mm. <laughs> I mean that that poor girl had a little bit of a crappy go at it. Like, oh, you know, of course, yes. She got However, dragged through the mug mud for being quote unquote fat when she never really was overweight and fat, and then she had to lose all the weight in the Dukes of Hazard. I was like, you're so pretty again, and then she had her drug and alcohol problem, and Papa. Papa Joe was not always the greatest of dads for them. Society puts celebrities through the ringer. Sure. They do. And, and so now she's gotten her Wait. life back on track now. And I believe she's sober and life is doing good for her now. I would be an awful celebrity. <laughs> I would be an awful celebrity. Why? Because I don't, because for one, I don't have a fucking filter. There's no way I'm going to stick to some script that my studio is going to give me. Like, for example, like you're a teen pop star. You can't have a significant other. Even if you do, you have to lie about it. Mm-hmm. You have to be virginal or you have to be sexy. Oh, that's you if you're under this. Disney. No, well, regardless, but like, look at like the scrutiny you get and everything. And I'd be the one out there being like Chelsea Handler being like, fuck you. Like, bitch, like, don't fucking like me. Don't fucking like me. I don't fucking care. I would scream into the fan's face. I don't well, then care. Well, then, baby. then, well, then exactly. You wouldn't have your career. So exactly. <laughs> I was, I was fine. Uh, so we have House of Carters, which uh, we now have, our, you know, unfortunately the turmoil that was the Carters family. There was a lot going on behind the scenes with that. And, you know, I'm sure having yeah. the brother of a Backstreet Boy and then a couple of siblings trying to break into the industry as well. And unfortunately, two of them have since passed on. Um, yeah. But again, it just shows you the, the turmoils of, like we said previously, what comes with fame. And, and like Aaron Carter became way too famous, way too young. And then he hit like older teen, like adulthood and Hollywood just kind of forgot about him. Just kind of dropped him. And just imagine what that does on your mental state. So, and again, when your brother has... Hunting. And I mean, and it's not even just when Hollywood regrets you, like your brother for, yeah, your I think a bit for your brother had a, they had issues and like, there's just, there was lots going on for the poor kid. And, you know, it was, like I said, Hollywood yeah. is a bitch. And even with say one of the next shows, the Anna Nicole Smith show, another person just riddled through the coals of Hollywood for. Did her dirty. Yeah. Did her dirty. Same I mean, Brittany. like she wanted like, to learn. I know Anna Nicole wanted to sort of be the next Marilyn in that, but it st- they still did her dirty. I think though, like she was Hollywood. just a genuinely, like I obviously don't know her personally, but no. just seeing her in interviews, the way she is with people, the way she was with children and everyone that she came into contact with, like she, I think she was a genuinely kind hearted person that just did not deserve what she got. Yeah. She should have well, watched because, like, and grow up. She married, you know, this old man, and so everyone's like, "Oh, oh you're just tycoon. a gold digger," and blah blah. blah. So mm-hmm. that was her first like dredge through the mud, the poor girl. And then 
countless issues going on with the baby daddies. I remember there was some baby daddy drama at the time in your town. Oh my God. Like every like, fucking man in Hollywood was accused of having impregnated Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Like the, like, and again, what does that do for your mental state as a person? Like they're basically just slut shaming the shit out of her without right. actually calling her a slut. I'm pretty sure they did call her sluts in other, in some of the articles. Probably. Like let's oh, be probably. real. It was, mm-hmm. we were not nice back then. Um, which I guess to the next quote unquote slutty people would be the girls next door from the playboy show, which we've also learned now that, you know, Hugh Hefner was also not all he was cracked up to be as well. He was the owner of the biggest porn magazine in the fucking world. You really think he was a nice person? I know, but like just in the house, like there was like some stupid rules they had to follow. The place just was was, like nasty, smelly or things like there's. Just Holly Madison has come out a lot with like again in the last year or so with like her biography and a lot of the stuff that kind you of want to know why back then because all of these DNRs have now finally expired and people can talk about their fucking shit right yeah exactly so yeah yeah but it gives great tea for us fucking tea fucking tea okay. So next, I guess, um, in this show, my God, wife swap. This was awful. Like whose fucking idea was this? Uh, uh, ABCs, like, I believe. It, it for wasn't that like one. they switched neighbors' wives or something. Like they were hours away from each other. Yes. Like it wasn't like they like, would try, like, or even on other sides of the country. Like I think they had to take planes yes. sometimes and like, like it I was just, just terrible. I there don't was, understand the person that would put themselves through this. So there was like, 124 episodes of the original series, 40 episodes of Celebrity Wipes Wife Swap, and 20 episodes in a reboot. Celebrity Wipes. What Wipes? Wives. One of them I remember was Dee Snyder. Carney Wilson and Tracy Gold, Gary Busey and Ted Haggard. Dee Snyder and Flava Flav. That's who it was. Oh my yeah. God. Dee Snyder and Flava Flav. That's Oh my I gosh. Might to, I season, might have to try to find that episode. Season two looks even better. Kate Gosselin and Kendra Wilkinson, Coolio <gasps> and Mark McGrath, Robin or Alan Thicke and Gilbert Gottfried, um, Bristol and Willow Palin and Joan and Melissa Rivers. <laughs> oh God. Oh Lordy Lord Lord. I might have to find that and watch it somewhere. Yeah, that was That's yeah. It definitely definitely got a little funny but yeah i definitely remember for sure the um the d snatter and flavor flavor that was the only episode i know for sure i watched and it was so funny because again it's I rock and hip-hop swapping too, like i vaguely remember this yeah vaguely but yeah, it was vaguely. it was very vaguely I, like, I don't remember much about it i just remember i, I d snyder was the main guy and that's why i couldn't remember who the other one was flavor flavor <laughs> again so yeah literally wives would swap houses and, you know, not everyone lives in the same type of lifestyle. So it was definitely like not a smart idea. Yeah, definitely not. And then the next one is Lindy's favorite show for a bit at this time. It was my gym for a while. Yeah. Um, GTL for those Jersey of you. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Fucking Snooki. Cabs are here. Balls and Cabs are here. Cabs in the smush room. Right. And party Let's rock, go. like this was the era of like party rock BTL, for sure. Jim the Jim height Lundry. of like going to the bars, the height of partying, because this was basically the height of like millennial 
millennials coming of age. Most mm. of us were either already at the age for a few years or all starting to come age during this time. And it just kept getting better and better as the years went by, as more of us started turning oh, of age. Oh, the fucking, just, the bump, Snooky's bump. The Snooky bump, that was a thing. And yeah, you could buy bumpets to try and make them. I think I have one of those downstairs bumpet kits. Uh, uh, but at this point, so um, in the same vein as kind of Jersey Shore, we had Laguna Beach, which spun off the hills, which spun off the city. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the city. I did. I know. Me too. I forgot about the city. It was the Whitney it wasn't Port. wasn't in our first round. Uh, no, I believe it was the Whitney Port of yeah. option. Which so I left recall the hills liking. The I recall city. liking that one because she wasn't. I think she was New York. She's very too. career focused. Yeah, she was in New York and she was very career focused. Yeah. And I think that's why that one didn't last very long because she there was wasn't drama. dramatic. Like yeah. she wasn't a drama queen. Like I know they created drama with her family or whatever, but I like between her and her sister or brother or whoever, I don't remember vaguely. Yeah. But yeah, like I remember liking her not being boy crazy and being super dramatic and going out and getting drunk and showing up to work hungover. Like she was responsible and just everything MTV was not. Yeah. So good for and you, I, Whitney Port. Right. But yeah, the hills. The hills was also my jam. The rest is still unbeaten. Which was the theme song um, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, this is where like Lauren and Heidi were like besties. And, and then, then the hills, and then fucking being, Spencer happens. And then and Audrina. And then, and then Lauren, all... Lauren has the greatest line ever. And she's all like, I'm going to forgive you. And I'm going to forget you. Yeah. Ouch, bitch. Uh, and then Laguna then, Beach. And then she still showed up for their wedding. But she kind of had to. She was probably forced to by the production company, probably. Right. Um, it wouldn't look good for that cameras. That is just my assumption. Wouldn't look good for cameras. Yeah, look good for cameras. Um, but and, I did love Heidi's wedding dress, though. I was, oh, it was so sparkly, such a big fucking ball gown. I loved it. I loved everything about her wedding. It was beautiful. But except for the groom. I hate it was, the groom. It was also all paid for because they had everything Obviously. paid for them. Yeah. Well, no, they were like they pimped everything. Like they pimped all of they all, all they did during that time was pimp out shit so that they could get money. And then now they're like, we're so broke. And it's like, well, maybe if you guys weren't stupid and blew all your money back then, you better made better investments and maybe savings and shit. Like probably made bank, right? Oh, they for sure made bank. Yeah. Like, um, but Laguna Beach is where it started. Laguna Beach is where it all started. started. And fucking Kristen Cavallari, I just love her. She says, Dunzo. My car is just Dunzo. Steven. Yeah. I hate Lauren. Lauren. Stupid Elsie. Brody Jenner. Steven. Brody. She was so whiny, but I still like her. Those, yeah, those, those shows were definitely like staples in the MTV realm and the reality show for sure. For sure. Those ones were interesting. And I mean, let's be real. The Laguna beach was tagged as the real OC, the real orange County. So it was actually the year after OC kind of came out and was the the TV show. The OC came out and was big. Laguna spend off because they're like, check out what the real life is like in the OC. And didn't they get the idea for the OCTV show from the Orange County movie? I'm not sure if it's exactly from the movie, but I'm sure there's probably... Yeah, Colin Hanks, Lee Sobieski. I think Jack Black is in it. Yeah. Yeah, he plays um, Colin Hanks' brother. Yeah. I don't know which movie. I'm just, I don't know for sure if they, if it was fully or not. 
Or it came out similarly at the same time, so it was a little bit convenient. Yeah. Orange County, the OC. Yeah. Orange County, the OC. I think it was a couple years later. Um, Um, So we have some TLC reality shows. Now, when I went a little deep dive on these ones, actually, TLC was actually reality before reality was like cool like or a big thing if you kind of remember like they did those baby stories and trading places or trading spaces and stuff like that in the early few years yes um those kind of started 98 2000 um trading spaces up until like 2018 we had what not to wear untold stories of the er say yes to the dress has been since 2007 one of its longest Mm -hmm. ones little people big world since 06 we had 10 years younger, which made people in their 30s get like surgery, like people in their 30s could do surgeries to look 10 years younger. I was like, dear Lord. Um, and then 27, 2007, which is just past our time, but I still found it was kind of like the turning point for the network. I believe that's kind of when they sort of shied away from the learning channel to just being TLC when they started adding like, it's like John and Kate plus eight toddlers and, all reality shows. and the, uh, all those 15, other weird shows. Counting. Right, 15 Kids and Counting. Like all of those that's shows just now. started coming out. And so 07, I think, was definitely the turning point for the the network. I gotta say, like, I definitely still watch TLC Rouches. Like, I love Say Yes to the Dress. Like, I oh, still yeah, watch me too. that one. And... I love like this. I love watching Say Yes to the Dress and the Atlanta ones. And I just, oh, it's just, it's so fun to watch the girls. I kind of like, I, I do get excited for weddings as well. That one's kind of Yes, cool. that one was a good fun weddings. one for a bit too. But I, some, I think it was cool. on Slice. Was it on TLC or was it on Slice? It was on TLC. I remember okay. watching it like right after or right before Say Yes to the Dress. Oh, it was okay. always on around the same time. It's been a while since I've had cable, so I was like, I don't remember. Well, me too. It's like when I was like living at my parents last year for that month. Because oh. I couldn't at home because I don't have cable. Um, oh, and I was I love John and K Plus Eight. That was like my biggest fucking like guilty pleasure. Like I hated that I loved that show. Never got now, into that one. And now I see the kids but... now, and it's just like they seem to be doing okay. Right, they seem to be doing well. Some I mean, of them like are with John, some of them living with Kate. I mean, after a while, like their show just like I think it did go off the air, and so eventually they were probably like, okay, now we can live a normal life again. The sex tuplets, I'm pretty sure, just turned either 18 or 19. Oh, jeez. So yeah, are like 20. Yeah, so they're probably like we can live normal lives now without being on TV and just enjoy growing up and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. Some again, pro- some probably don't like their mom for what had happened. Some probably do love, do like their, you know, the, it, it was tumultuous. We don't know. Behind exactly. closed doors, we have no idea what, what really happened. Yeah. All we know is what the media has told us, whatever, and what we've seen ourselves. But that also could be a trick of editing. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay, what else do we have to talk about? What other shows? Uh, so MTV, we had Pit My Ride. Um, so we all remember that and from, you know, night, we realized how awful that show was now people were gone without their cars for like months on end we found out that they didn't get to keep all the fun stuff Um, stupid and also i'm sorry why the fuck do you need a dvd player in your tiny little two-seater civic like you don't but for some reason they thought but they had these ideas that they wanted to do so they did them and sometimes even the people wouldn't even like that wasn't even what they wanted that wasn't their want people like that's not my persona but this is the idea we have so we're just going to do it for you all i want is the pink furry interior with the sparkly pink disco ball that's all i want in my car right yeah i have my sparkly vent covers put them on they look awesome nice yeah pin my ride it was just hosted by exhibit we all loved it it was on for a few seasons but like i said now we found out that it was just not 
not what cameras portrayed us to think. Just like- I really hated the middle part of the episodes. I only watched the first like seven minutes and the last seven minutes. Everything in between we just was boring. Oh, where they actually was I just want to see stuff? what it looked like before and then what it looks like now. <laughs> like, I don't care when they're talking about like what they're going to do. Yeah. Where they're like, they're like, oh, we're going to do this. And we're going to put this here. We're going to put that there and do this color and do this and lights and blah, blah. I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I just want to see what it looks like when it's done. But they have to make it 30 minutes long. So, or sorry, 20 minutes long. So they have to have that stuff, you know. But really, that's all everybody wants to see. Let's be real. (laughs) The before and after. Yep. Yeah. No one ever wants to see the fluff. Um. So so boring. So next is wasn't boring though. Cribs. Great. Next we have cribs. So obviously we go into celebrities' houses and see what they look like on the inside. Most of them, I believe, are supposed to be legit, but I have heard that some of them were also falsified. But meh. I do need to say one thing though, whoever created this show. Genius. I've always wanted to know what the inside of my favorite celebrities' houses look like, and now I do. Right? And it didn't really, well, I mean, I know now more because there are so many celebrities that have their own fucking TV shows. Or but, their own Instagram where they're basically inside their houses and stuff now. Yes. So like you can, you're you're more personable with them nowadays. This was yeah, like at I the forefront see, where you'd never seen inside yeah. someone's house before. You weren't as like close to celebrities. Celebrities like I used to see them. No, I there's actually a whole video on yeah, YouTube I watch where they talk about this exact thing. Because like, now with social media and they're allowing you into their life so much, like you feel like you already know them and like there's your really best friends already going to be about them anymore, right? Like you have full access to their lives. So like, I don't know. No, it's gotta be weird different. for celebrities though when someone comes up and they know all about them their entire life and you're like, what's your name? Like that's uh, one of the from? things you have to deal with being a celebrity. I know it's it's a, it's yeah. weird, definitely weird. so we had MTV also had some more like following life ones. So we had uh, couples. We had Death Do Us Till Death Do Us Part, Carmen Electra and uh Dave mm, Navarro. Nevada. And then they also had Meet the Barkers, which was Travis Barker with his first wife before he was with Kourtney Kardashian. Um, and then now, of course, he appears on the Kardashian shows, I'm assuming. So not his first time, assuming, uh, not his first time in reality TV, friends. Just so you know, he was in Meet the Barkers oh, long yeah. before the Kardashians, oh, long before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Paris, my new BFF, we'd heard talked about. Yeah. Room Raiders, where- Okay, so this is the one where I thought- <laughs> They like redecorate each other's rooms and shit, but I am wrong. So Steph, what is this one about? This one is about- I've already forgotten. You told me two days ago and I already forgot. The one where they're, they got a bunch of kids who are like, want to possibly date. And then they go into their rooms to decide if they want to date them. Apparently Zac Efron was one of the kids that they room I do recall. Yeah, I do remember this conversation now. Um, But weird. And in the same vein, there was another one on MTV. I would be the person- I would be the person immediately looking under the fucking mattress for his porn stash. Yeah. That would be me. <laughs> there's, there's another one that was also on that was similar called parent, no date. My mom or parental control where you go on and you, you only meet the, through the parents, you meet the parents before you even like, and they figure out if they want you to date their kid or something like this. Uh, sounds it was familiar. either date my mom or parental control, but I was just like, what again, in the same vein as like room Raiders where you're just kind of, you don't even meet the people who you want to date. They do some kind of behind the scenes way. And then you get to decide if you want to date them. 
MTV so. was a weird time in the 2000s. Guess. Um, uh, very weird time. Uh, My Fair Brady. Oh, My Fair Brady, right? That yeah. was and then Punked. Yeah, Adrian. Punked, everybody knows fucking Punked. Christopher Knight. Punked. We all know Punked. Yeah. Um, yes, Lindy's becoming, which is not wannabe, as she thought it was called last time. I thought it was called wannabe, but it is not. It's called becoming because they become their favorite artists and get to uh, remake a music video of theirs. Um, I remember the first one that I saw was either Lady Marmalade or um, Britney's um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Um, they were all great. All of them that I saw, they, they, there was a pink one that they did. I don't yep. remember which song it was. I think it was Don't Let Me Get Me. Yeah. Um, which, great video. I think that's a great song too. But this was a great show and I I understand why it's not on anymore. People don't really make music videos anymore. Like they yes. do, but they don't. They're not consumed um, like we used to. Yeah, like T Swift still does. Like she still well, goes was, like six million dollar music videos. But well, and I was even see I saw a meme today saying about how we don't do the cross promotions between movies and music videos anymore. Oh, we don't. Right? I was like, oh, oh like Men in Black and Puff it. Daddy and the Godzilla, like oh yeah, songs and movies again. Another oh, thing that like again, we don't consume music videos as same anymore. It's so sad. Like you don't even really get songs for movies as you did back in the day as often. Like when a blockbuster movie comes out, you don't get a big song as much as you do no. anymore. No. Like I miss the 90s. Right. And the early 2000s. It's true. Um, another show, we did mention it last time, and I want, it was a cool little point. Rich Girls, which was with the daughters of Tommy Hilfiger and her friend or whatever. Um, and the only reason this one was cool, it took place during the summer of the blackout, and it was caught on film while That's they were right. filming it. So you literally, the girls are like trying to communicate and they're like, no, like I can't, everything is like, just everything's out. Everything is out. So I was like, to to have a show that actually captures some of those like iconic historic moments in our lives is kind of interesting. Cause in that time we didn't all have cell phones at our disposal. So we couldn't take videos like this all the time to like, we can't, we couldn't have just picked up our phone and said, oh my God, guys, this, everything just got blacked out right now. Oh my God. Like we couldn't have taken a video and uploaded that. Cause we didn't know. Yeah. Like, so the fact that they had that on there, I was like, that's pretty cool that they caught like that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah a few other ones growing up gaudy, uh, surf girls. I remember that one. I remember growing up gaudy. That was so gaudy. awful. God awful. Surf girls, which was a surfer competition, eighth and ocean aspiring models in South beach. Jackass and Viva La Bam. Yeah. WW, WWE Tough Enough. So I guess they had their own uh, That's rad. reality show. Hogan Knows Best. Oh, fuck Also yeah, a train wreck, if you remember yeah, that one. That was definitely a train wreck. Just so bad. Mess. It's hot mess. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, hottest of the hot messes. Hottest. Amish in the yeah. City. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Or the Amish life on the TLC. Amish life. Yeah. T- again, oh TLC got really weird yes. in the two- after 2007, oh, guys. Man. Who wants to marry my dad? Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but still just the premise, like just these sounds. Who wants to marry my dad? Like, uh, anyways, um, road rules. Uh, next, which apparently was a ruthless dating show. Uh, Nashville star. Next. next. Oh. What was that last one? Nashville Star. It was the- Oh, that sounds familiar. I think I remember that Miranda one. Lambert actually came from it. It was the American Idol, yeah. country version of American Idol. version, yeah. Yep, yeah, CMT. I remember that. Uh, the Real World, which we know started all of reality. Um, then we have True Life, Nanny 911, Sorority oh, Life and Fraternity Life, and then Made, which brought kids' unrealized dreams to potential. That one was rad. That one was rad. I mean, good that one. one had, that one wasn't like- 
it didn't have like greedy people in it. It was literally just like kids just trying to manifest their dreams. Yeah, and, teen, like that's an unrealized that. dream that they didn't knew that like, and then all of a sudden it's just, oh, this Pretty is really right. cool. Like, yeah. So all in all, Again, ridiculous like, fucking reality show. Like while we, like we said, it. there was nothing off the table at this time, guys. Everything, anything. This is why millennials and Gen Xers can't really be surprised by what you Gen Z people do. Yeah, you guys like, don't like, like you guys are like do like it's you guys are just like you've seen everything and you're like oh that never would have happened that doesn't happen that never would have happened it's like guys it fucking there was an article I was reading I, yesterday that that they literally they're like no you don't know this you don't you this didn't happen and people are like but, yes here's the proof it did happen these Gen Zers couldn't believe it because guess what Gen Zers zillennials whatever you want to be called it's gonna fucking happen to you in twenty fucking years when no. y'all are thirties forties some of happen. those millennials are only going to be there in like 10 years <laughs> mm-hmm. not going to be long guys because i mean welcome I'm... to the club bitches right it's happening it's gonna fucking happen i am it's entering gonna... the 40 club in less than two because months even, and even fuck. in my 20s random moments where i was like "Ooh, i'm feeling like they weren't as bad as now i'm in my 30s but there were moments in my 20s where i was just like "Ooh, that's Ooh, that's a, that's not, Ooh, like it starts to trickle in vaguely in yep. your 20s here and there, guys. So you it's hard to see it. And then you hit like 35 and it hits you like a fucking brick. It hits train. you like a brick, like yeah. a fucking brick. Okay. Time for trivial. trivial pursuit. All right. Pop culture edition. I go first because these ones you are so going to fucking get because I'm not using the same card as last time. I, mean, I am also not. Okay. Movies. Okay. Who played Romeo and Juliet in Baz Luhrmann's 1996 MTV style Romeo and Juliet? Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Ding, ding, ding. Um, what body part was Roy Munson, Woody Harrelson, missing in Kingpin? Oh, his... Um, the movie about bowling. Hand? Yes. Do I have to know which one? No, just this is his hand. Okay, because that's what hand. I was thinking. I was like, which hand was it? I couldn't no. remember. Just a vague answer, his hand. All right, TV. What anchor was kicked off Saturday Night Live's weekend update because NBC honcho Don Olemeyer didn't think he was funny? Norm MacDonald? Yes. Because I know he was only on for like one or two seasons as the weekend update anchor. Nice. Okay. Uh, what is this one? You might, uh, no, I don't know this one. Uh, what is the original <laughs> apt title of Stephen Weber's The Weber Show? Wings? Cursed. Cursed. I don't know who Steve is, right? There is a show called Curse, but it came out of like a few years ago. Yeah, way, this one. way after this game. Way after this game, exactly. It was not part of it. And I don't okay, even know music. who the fuck Steven Weber is. I don't know. Uh, oh, he was from fucking Reaper Mattis Musical. He was the Anna Gasteyer's man that was Oh, not okay. Now I know who this guy He's is. He's in Wings. That's why I said Wings. Um, okay. Yeah, that guy. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Music. What phone number was declared a joke by Public Enemy? 911? Yes. <laughs> Fuck you. Your turn. This one you should get. What rap rock group were originally called Hybrid Theory? That was their album. That's hilarious. Sorry. Lincoln Park? Yes. <laughs> like that's the name of their first album. I didn't know that was actually the name of the band. I did not know that either. <sighs> um, okay. Sports and games. What rap star got his nickname as a bat boy for the Oakland A's? What rap star? 
Yes, got his nickname as a bat boy for the Oakland A's. Snoop Dogg. No, that Mick Hammer guy. <laughs> MC Hammer. Oh, Mick Hammer. <laughs> Your turn. Uh, what NBA Hall of Famer did Isaiah Thomas replace as head coach of the Indiana Pacers? Mm-hmm. He's a, one of the only white NBA players I know. I'm going to pass because I don't fucking know any NBA players that are white. How do you not? He was in Space I Jam. Basketball fan. But I he was in Space about, Jam. I haven't seen Space Jam in forever. Like. Larry Bird. Okay. Come on. He's in Space Jam. He's big in the 90s. Okay, Buzz. What was the name of the prostitute Hugh Grant was caught with? Oh, I forget her name now. Darlene. I know that's not right. I can't remember. Divine Brown. Divine Brown. I was like, I know it was like a... hmm. What musical group was Mark Wahlberg's brother Donnie a member of? New Kids on the Block. (laughs) <laughs> they have to have that in there too right all right last question bad what austrian energy drink was a second life as a mixer for alcoholic beverages right red bull oh okay it's not yeah. an energy drink energy drinks yes Okay, uh, in what institution does Batman jail his enemies? Oh, uh, Arkham Asylum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you won. Right. But like one. Or a tie. It's all for fun. We don't know. We do it for fun. It's all tied up at fun to fun. Fun to fun. (laughs) All right. That's it for us, guys. You have a wonderful day. You too. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) All right. I have another meeting at seven for the women of the year committee. It's seven oh one. So I'll let you go. All right. I'll (laughs) talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Turn of the Millennials. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast and at our website at millennialspod.com. Join us on our next episode. And remember, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. We out.